They're cutting out. Can you repeat that? Go for production. Go for production. I said go for production. Production. That's right. You're listening to a podcast about TV and film production. Join us as we converse with industry leaders and gain insight into their strategies, their systems, and best practices in bringing a script to life. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Brendan Riley. Welcome to another episode of Go For Production, where it's my job to deconstruct and demystify the production process in both film and television. We'll talk about strategies, systems, and tools the pros use so you can be inspired to move forward in your filmmaking career. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the latest books I'm reading that I highly recommend. I found these books during the COVID-19 pandemic quarantine season that we all find ourselves in, and um, I I felt really excited about some of the things I was learning and, and how I could possibly put that into practice on my next project. The first book is Deep Work by Cal Newport. The excerpt from Amazon says this about deep work. Deep work is the ability to focus without distraction on a cognitive demanding task. Coined by author and professor Cal Newport on his popular blog, Study Hacks, deep work will make you better at what you do, let you achieve more in less time, and provide the sense of true fulfillment that comes from the mastery of a skill. In short, deep work is like a superpower in our increasingly competitive economy. And yet most people, whether knowledge workers in noisy, open plan offices or creatives struggling to sharpen their vision, have lost the ability to go deep, spending their days instead in a frantic blur of email and social media, not even realizing there's a better way. A mix of cultural criticism and actionable advice, deep work takes the reader on a journey through memorable stories from Carl Jung building a stone tower in the woods to focus his mind and surprising suggestions such as the claim that most serious professionals should quit social media and that you should practice being bored. Put simply, developing and cultivating a deep work practice is one of the best decisions you can make in an increasingly distracted world and this book will point the way. Now, One thing about the book that I really enjoyed is this idea of of accomplishing a big task each day and spending two to three hours on that task. And there's a there's certain joy that that I've experienced when doing that. Um, And I think everybody can relate if if you've been in a college setting, um, having to focus for several hours that. You, you really understand whatever you're doing um, in, in a certain depth uh, when you're able to focus and you're able to learn something um, or you're able to accomplish something um, that you just can't do when, you, when you're giving that same thing attention um, in a distracted environment. Um, so I was thinking about how do I apply this idea of deep work um, to my life as a film professional and, and one thing I was thinking about is this idea of, of pre-production, you know, on a film or TV set and how many meetings and phone calls and emails um, that we run into um, throughout any given day. Um, and, you know, and, and oftentimes working as a production manager or as a line producer, I find myself in a very um, distracted environment. And so I, I think that finding time 
each day to focus on big important tasks can be challenging, you know. Um, so one thing I was thinking about is wh what can I do to implement this practice into my life? And um, I was thinking of taking the hours where I'm most productive, um, where I feel the most free to create or focus on a task, like let's say after lunch, like maybe it's the hours of one to three that I'm, I'm really going to dedicate to um, the big three tasks that I, I want to accomplish that day. Um, and, and what that can look like is say, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to avoid scheduling meetings during this time. I'm going to let my team know that we're just not going to do meetings during one to three. Um, or maybe there's a sign on my door that says I'm not available um, during these times. Um, you know, there's other things that you can do in terms of focus. It could be that you get to the office before anybody else and, and you're coming up with a game plan of the day's events. Or, you know, it could be that you have a, a brainstorming session with um, the core people in your office and saying, what are we going to do today um, that's urgent, important? Um, that we're all, what's the, the big task that we're all going to accomplish? Um, instead of just listing, you know, 20, 30 different tasks that, yeah, we're all going to work on these things, but what is really going to move the needle forward um, to make the, the best story? Um, the next book I want to talk about is The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership by Jim Dethmere, Diane Chapman, and Kaylee Warner Klimp. The excerpt from Amazon says this about the 15 commitments. Our experience is that unconscious leadership is not sustainable. It won't work for you, your team, or your organization in the long term. Unconscious leadership can deliver short-term results, but the cost of living and leading unconsciously are great. Fear drives most leaders to make choices that are at odds with healthy relationships, vitality, and balance. This fear leaves a toxic residue that won't be easily tolerated in an increasingly complex business environment. Conscious leadership offers the antidote to fear. These pages contain a comprehensive roadmap to guide you to shift from fear-based to trust-based leadership. Once you learn and start practicing conscious leadership, you'll get results in the form of more energy, clarity, focus, and healthier relationships. You'll do more and more of what you are passionate about and less of what you do out of obligation. You'll have more fun, be happier, experience less drama, and be more on purpose. Your team will get results as well. They'll be more collaborative, creative, energized, and engaged. They'll solve issues faster, and once resolved, the issues won't resurface. Drama and gossip will all but disappear, and the energy and resources that fueled them will be redirected towards innovation and creativity. You know, when I was reading this book, the, the, the title was kind of um, interesting because it has the word leadership in it. And oftentimes people are afraid to read books that have the word leadership in it because there's so many books on leadership. And it's almost kind of funny if you think about it. It's like, do we really need another book on leadership? As I begin to read this book, you know, there's a metaphor that's used throughout um, 
the pages. And the metaphor they use is this idea of above the line and below the line. Now, they don't reference it to the film industry as we know what that means. But this idea of a paradigm shift of fear-based versus trust-based and this idea of how do we um, bring people up to what we're thinking and, and up to um, having conversations that can pull real creative um, conversations to the light, right? And, you know, this is probably one of my favorite books on leadership. I, I, I've probably read maybe 100 books on leadership, and I think this may be my favorite book. There's something about what's inside this book that is just so inspiring. And what's interesting about this book is it's not just one book by one person. There's three authors. They have a whole organization dedicated to the premise of this book where they coach companies and leaders how to take what's inside these pages and put them into practice. And they, and they, they coach CEOs and they coach executives. And you know, I was thinking, how, how could we take this idea and help coach people in the film industry um, maybe they're producers, maybe they're directors, to, to really have these strategic conversations that are, are mentioned in these pages. And what would that look like? The third book I want to mention is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. The excerpt from Amazon says this about The Obstacle is the Way. The book draws its inspiration from Stoicism, the ancient Greek philosophy of enduring pain or adversity with perseverance and resilience. Stoics focus on the things they can control, let go of everything else, and turn every new obstacle into an opportunity to get better, stronger, tougher. As Marcus Aurelius put it nearly 2,000 years ago, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Ryan Holiday shows us how some of the most successful people in history, from John D. Rockefeller to Amelia Earhart to Ulysses S. Grant to Steve Jobs, have applied stoicism to overcome difficult or even impossible situations. Their embrace of these principles ultimately mattered more than their natural intelligence, talents, or luck. If you're feeling frustrated, demoralized, or stuck in a rut, this book can help you turn your problems into your biggest advantages. And along the way, it will inspire you with dozens of true stories of the greats from every age and era. You know, as I was reading this book, the, the title just really resonated with me because the idea of an obstacle um, is so true when it comes to filmmaking, right? I mean, filmmaking is, is the sport where we face obstacles every day, you know. Um, there's never enough time, there's never enough money, there's never enough of what we really need to do everything properly. There's always gonna be limitations that we are dealt with. And, and sometimes there's gonna be obstacles that are unforeseen, you know. Um, there's going to be, you know, a cast member that gets sick. We're, you might lose a location last minute. You, you might, have to add a new day to your schedule. Um, whatever the obstacle is, you're going to face obstacles. And it's all about how we overcome these obstacles. And I think what Ryan has written in these pages 
um, is, is really inspiring. And I love the stories that he shares. Um, they're just very re- relatable, um, even though some of them are, are from centuries ago. In addition to reading these books, one thing that I wish I would have done sooner is signing up for the Masterclass um, yearly subscription. And um, you, you really should check it out because there's so many courses to, to learn from, um, even beyond filmmaking. I mean, yes, there are courses on filmmaking, but maybe you want to learn about cooking or um, there's a course on negotiation with an FBI interrogator. There's so many different um, things you can learn. And, um, I, you know, all these links to the books and masterclass are going to be on the blog. They'll also be on the show notes. So I hope you check them out. I hope they encourage you um, in your endeavors. Thank you. If you enjoyed the podcast, please visit us on Apple Podcasts leave a review and share it with your friends and network. You can also visit us online at assistantdirecting.com where you can subscribe to our e-newsletter where we'll send out updates and information about what we're doing and how to stay connected.